Hey, what's up, Shelfies? Corey Scott and Craig coming back at you for our 191st podcast. Today is March 12th, and we've got a whole bunch of stuff to catch you guys up on. As always, check our website, uh, topshelffantasy.com. Pretty much every single podcast player you can imagine. We're on there, and then follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at topshelffntsy. Uh, all right, that's out of the way. Let's get right on into it, boys. Um, biggest news of the day. Scott, you want to take that? Of today or the week? Because, I mean, so, there's been something every day. It could be of the entire offseason before this is all said and done. But Yeah, uh, I mean, if yeah. we want to take today, I'll just yeah, start today. off because, you know, it's, it's fresh in our blood. Amari Cooper, we knew he was going to be out in Dallas, um, either cut or traded. Didn't think he'd go for just a fifth and a sixth round swap. But he goes to the Browns. Uh, great for the Browns to only trade a fifth and a sixth and get Cooper and a six back. Sucks for Cooper so yeah. far. Oh, I, yeah. mean, I, I, I mean, great for Baker, great for the offense, but... It's where the wide receivers uh, go to die. I know, it sucks. I mean, you, you see what OBJ did there. Jarvis Landry never had that year he had every with every high profile receiver wide receiver or tight end because don't forget austin hooper went there got a bunch of money and he fucking went nowhere mm-hmm. you know there is just it's nothing in the passing game yeah it's it's brutal i mean whether it's baker whether it's the system wide receivers are not thriving there and like you said before jarvis landry ended up in cleveland he was a consummate hundred catch, you know, professional down in Miami with, with bum quarterback. So I don't think it's him. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they can use Cooper if they can at all. And speaking of that, I, I am very excited to see where Jarvis Landry ends up because, yes. you know, as you have written here, he was told to seek a trade today. Yeah. And I know that they were working on a deal with him, but once this happened, that was a, that was the end of the road for him in Cleveland. And if we can get another hundred reception year out of Jarvis Landry, that's a wide receiver that we haven't had in fantasy that we can finally get again. Yeah. And I know I don't want to be a homer, but Landry's always been a Belichick style guy. So I know it's, it's hard to not say that he'd be a perfect fit because I like those hard nosed gritty, uh, never off the field, even with broken ribs playing through it, tough son of a bitch. Like that's the Belichick kind of style. And And he does what he's told. Like, yeah, yeah. you run this row, you block four straight plays in a row. Sure. Well, and I was just going to say that Amari Cooper, not known for his blocking. So Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, good luck uh, getting out on the outside, guys. Like Cooper's not setting the edge for you. And he's known to complain. That's why he was forced. Could you imagine that? I I mean, I I think a lot of it's. um, It's cast based. They want to bring back Gallup. They want to free up cap to eventually re-sign cd lamb for a long-term deal yeah but Dalton I mean, schultz is still uh in the process of working out right. a contract we'll yeah. get to him well, yep um but i mean if you're the patriots you're like damn that it took a fifth round pick that's it like your other teams it's like holy crap it is 16 million dollars on the cap and that is the bulk of what other teams have really for remaining cap unless you're one right. of those teams that had a lot there's, I mean, a fifth and a sixth, you might say, is not really much in, in compensation, but you had to find that right fit for cap space, and not a lot of teams this year had it. Yeah, I, w- I wish you went to the right. Colts. So like, they had it. Yeah, a lot of the teams that he was linked to like, didn't even have the space to begin with, so they would have probably had to send a piece back, and Dallas doesn't want that. Like, we're fine with the pieces we have. Yeah, they wanted <laughs> – that was their ultimate goal, was just to completely clear that money. Yeah, and a, fit, a fifth-round pick for Dallas is better than cutting him outright, so – 
good for both teams. Um, I'll go back up to the top though, but biggest news of the week is Russell Wilson. Hundred percent. Uh, trade to the Broncos. Yeah, uh, a few take key that players. In, yeah, and great, great for Noah Fant. What he can do. Oh, we no Noah Fant went to <laughs> Seattle. Part of the trade with um with Drew Locke. You got to feel for Noah Fant because I'm sure for five minutes he was like, yes. And then right. he realized oh, God, that he's yeah. going with Drew Locke. They probably called him into the room too. They're like, hey, what do you think about bringing in uh, Russell Wilson? He was like, yeah, definitely do it. He'll be great do for Do whatever you need to get him here. Okay. Go, hey, hey <laughs> actually, bye. We're going to roll with Alberto. That's, that's who. Now, he's the downside for fantasy fans is that we have to say Albert Aquagunam's name a lot more often. <laughs> oh, it's yep. just going to be Alberto. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm, there's I'm not yeah. that, that no chance that there's a broadcaster no does either. <laughs> um, but fantastic for Sutton, fantastic for Judy, fantastic for even Tim Patrick as well. Yep. You, they, we've been saying it for the last couple of years. They're quarterback away. I'm not saying that you know they're the favorites to win it all, but they should definitely be a playoff team. I mean, if things hit right, that's where they want to go. At mm-hmm. bare minimum, they're a playoff team. And their offense is a fantasy gold mine. That's that's what we you know when we were saying their quarterback way was fantasy reasons because of so many freaking pieces that they have. Yeah, and and quite honestly, for Denver losing these picks like isn't the end of the world because they already have so much young talent that they're looking to hold on to. They paid their receivers. Like I'm sure they're kind of happy to get rid of the the ninth overall pick. Like adios. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. And then in other quarterback news, uh, TSF fan favorite Carson Wentz traded to the, this is weird to say, the Commanders. I think that that's the first time we said it on the podcast. Yeah, where are Maybe. they from? <laughs> I don't know, some Washington state. <laughs> well, yeah, I, they're from, <laughs> I hate the, the name, first of all, but uh, Carson Wentz going there makes, uh, I don't know, some sense, I guess. They needed a quarterback. Taylor Heineke didn't seem to be the guy. Um, but Carson Wentz, I mean, needs to be played better than he did in Indy if it's going to be anything different here in Washington. I mean, stellar defense, same as Indy. Uh, good running game, same as Indy. <laughs> a couple of weapons, same as Indy. Like, there's not much different here other than different city. So Carson Wentz needs to step it up, figure it out. And I mean, this might be his last shot, really. If he can't yeah, pull say, something, how, how many more shot. teams are taking a shot on him? And no. you got to look at what he did fantasy wise or the other pieces around him last year. You know, Pittman still played well. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor is kind of opposite of, you know, what you would, ex- you know, correlate to quarterback play, but Pittman did fine. So Terry should be fine. Um, Logan Thomas should be fine. Logan Thomas should be fine. I mean, they they love to play through their tight end. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz is a love, you know, he's a tight end lover himself. So that should still stay the same. Yep. Um, all right. And then next news, Mike Williams with a three-year extension with the Chargers. Uh, three Big years money. for $60 million bucks, 20 a year. Um, I bet they wish they took that fifth-year option last year. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Would have saved a lot of money. But I think it's a great fit. He did fantastic last year. A couple bad weeks in the middle of the season, but um, they have a cast base to do it. Why not? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah they I mean, you got to keep Herbert happy. That's what it boils down to, I think. And Williams seems to do that. Yeah, I was going to say they link up Herbert and Williams for years. So it's a good part of their offense that needs yep. to stay. And then Josh Reynolds signs a two-year deal with Detroit. I think it's two for 12 million. Yeah, it's a decent little Max. deal. It's nothing, yeah. nothing huge, but uh, it's a, the right call for him. I think we would have seen this coming as well. Um, I know Jared Goff and him seem to be on the same page, even going back to the, to the Rams days together. So um, probably a good fit for him. I think we talked about this briefly the other day in our, our little group chat. Like, It's good to know what his role is. Um, and him stay on a team where his role is fairly defined. I mean, you got to figure out how he meshes with Amon Ra. But besides that, he's him and Hawkinson. I mean, those are the guys. Uh, he should have a, a very um, clear role unless they add some other huge piece that I'm not seeing. But Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what their cast base is after this. I mean, they cut I... Trey Flowers, so they probably got a little bit of space, but I don't think receiver is where they need to be focused. Probably defense in line. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're paying line. Jared Goff over thirty million a year. I think. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, so plenty of needs. <laughs> plenty of <Yes>. needs. <laughs> they, they, they could sign it anywhere, and it's like, yep, that's an improvement. Um, I actually didn't even know this, but Ian Thomas staying with uh, Carolina. I had no idea about this either, but I have a feel like this had to have been something <laughs> yeah. that was early on, very under the radar. Yeah, I saw this today, and I was like, uh, okay, I'll throw it in there. Um, it's not it, a small contract either, by the way. Like, yeah. I think the biggest thing is the guaranteed money, too, for a tight end who hasn't been on a fantasy radar in, like, three years. We I'll, want him to be. I'll say this. Not. I'll say this. When I saw the contract that Logan Thomas got in Washington a couple of years ago, I it was very similar to this situation where I was like, I didn't know Logan Thomas was that good. And they used him and he became fantasy relevant. So if Ian Thomas is going to be used, if they're planning on, you know, if this is a recent thing, Robbie Anderson is in trade talks with other teams or they are talking about that. If that's the case and Ian Thomas becomes a used piece, that's very interesting. Or if CMC is getting traded, like mm -hmm. this is very interesting. Yeah, I was shocked. I, I didn't think he was going to be back because they have they have Tommy Tremble, right? They do. Yes, he went there last year. But Ian Thomas is massive, dude. I think he's like oh, six he's foot a, eight. If anything, I thought he was fish. a blocker. And maybe that's why he's getting paid a little more because he's a decent blocker on the outside. You but you don't pay a blocking tight end this. Like Jack Doyle never got paid that. Tyler uh, did. <laughs> All right, first of all, Ian Thomas is 6'4", 260. So he's a thick boy. Okay, so he's thick. He's not 6'8". Yeah. Well, I knew he was huge somewhere. Yeah, no, whether it was huge. this way or this way, he was fat yeah, or, he's, or he's he was a, thick. Whatever they got going on down in Carolina, they got the Kelvin Benjamins of the world. They got these thick motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money to pay a guy who really hasn't done anything in the NFL uh, of, of any substance. But if he's got a shot to play – some sort of receiving role. I mean, how many years are we going to say this to ourselves before we, you know, cut bait on him? But four more years, four more years. <laughs> <laughs> um, in ex more exciting news, Michael Hasty is staying with San Fran. Hey, I know one year do. He looked yep. good last year in limited, you know, work. He was on the field more than Tracer. That is, that is correct. <laughs> That's the saddest thing. Um, Going back to the Chargers, that this is not a fantasy football, you know, effect trade, but 
Khalil Mack. Oh, it could for people playing. Oh, it could be. Yes, it could be a great (laughs) defense for Chargers defense. Khalil Mack traded to the Chargers for a 22 second and a 23 sixth round pick. That is a massive trade for them and only having to give up a second round pick. Now I get it. He's Mm -hmm. 31 years old now and he still has a really big contract. And that's probably why you only got a second out of it or the Bears only got a second. But Mm -hmm. my God, is that that going to be a talented defensive line? Bosa and Mac. It'll be a really, really talented defensive line for like three games until they're both on IR. So, well, yeah, so it kind of sounds like Bosa's Jones usually you want with the Mac, Cardinals last yeah. year. Mac usually plays all year. But yeah, I mean, either way, um, huge, huge deal for a big name. For a guy who just, what, two years ago got a massive, uh, what was like three first round pick was the, his trade value. So the Raiders, yeah. Yep. Interesting little um, and, and then just to add to that, I heard um, Pat's former cornerback, Jesse Jackson, is linked to the Chargers. Wonderful. A so lot of money on the defense. I mean, they have, they have, they, they have the most cap. It's, it's definitely doing all that with Mike Williams and Mac there. But if you, if you get the cap and you get the team with Justin Herbert, use it now. I agree. Um, Deshaun Watson is not a piece of shit. Cases are dropped now. I believe they're technically all dropped. I know there's some stuff looking out there still, but end of the day, he, he's he's going to play, and the trade market's going to heat the hell up. I know there's he's linked to probably eight teams right now, and we've seen yeah. teams restructure deals all week just to to try and get cap for him. This is this is the most exciting news for me now. I you know whether. You know, whatever happened behind closed doors, I'm going to put that behind. In, 220, in 2022, we will see Deshaun Watson play quarterback. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, you have listed here, how many, you said eight teams? You know, yeah. it's probably even more than that. Think of, like, teams like the Giants or, you know, someone that might want to upgrade their quarterback. There's, I mean, half, half the NFL could be in on them, and I wouldn't be surprised. You could have the, teams that have their Miami guy. too. If, yeah, if the Patriots yeah. said, hey, we're going to make a run to Sean Watson, you don't begrudge them that either. I mean, not that Matt hey, Jones didn't play hey. well, but it's Deshaun Watson. You don't have these mm-hmm. chances at these prolific seminal quarterbacks. Where did Brian them. Flores just go? Pittsburgh. Yes. That's oh, another team. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'm giving yeah, yeah. everything so they could ever r- want. Right know? there, we just named these five teams here, plus Miami, plus New England, plus Pittsburgh, yep. uh, plus Indy's not even on there. They need a quarterback. Like, and Indy has the cast base. So, I mean, it, it, we'll talk about this in our third section. We have a little QB carousel, like what could happen. Um, yeah, he's just the first mainly around fall. Deshaun Watson. It, it just, oh, 100%. No one's doing anything until he decides. Yep. Right. Um, it's funny because I saw on Twitter, like, I forget what meme it was, but it was um, it was Denver and, like, the commanders, like, sad faces that are, like, we're, we were a week, a week too early because, like, be, before the Deshaun Watson is like, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I mean, I'm sure Denver's fine. Denver, I do have Russell no problem Wilson, with. Like, but, honestly, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If you could, if you can get that, like, squeaky it, clean Russell Wilson image on yeah, your team. It's like, just funny because, be- like, Denver got Russ and Washington wanted Russ very bad. They offered a bunch of firsts and stuff, but. He went to Denver, I think. After that, they got scared. Like, all right, we need to get someone here. So they panicked, got Carson Wentz. Now it's like, hey, Deshaun Watson's free. Like, what the fuck? 
Damn it. <laughs> Not that he would even. I, mean, I don't even know. You know what? I got to say, there, but... there's probably the fact that they don't want that image on top of what What's Dan going Snyder's on already on yeah. there and all the other investigations. So well, there's he, a possibility. He might go there because he's like, he's like, I could, I, I could brush under the rug. This team is so fucked yeah, up. Right. Yeah, you go the other way. He's, he walks in, has a meeting with Dan Snyder, and Dan Snyder's like, don't worry, man, I'm going to take the spotlight right off of you. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I did it. <laughs> um, and then just to piggyback on the Deshaun thing, um, Saints are also in on him. We said they restructured Kamara and Latimer's contract and had to save north of $20 million. Yeah, which cast puts space for this year. I, yeah. I think uh, Watson's cap hit for this year is 34 yeah. And you don't owe him any bonus salary because he already got paid that out by the Texans when he got moved. So his bonus next year is like seventeen million. But whatever, you figure that out. You kick the can down the road and you get Sean Watson on your. Well, that's team. what the Saints have always done. You kick yes. the contracts down the road. You pay. Oh, it's a hundred million absurd. dollar contract. <laughs> it's absurd too seeing those updates come through, and it's like. Um, uh, the Patriots have restructured this person to get a $2 million savings, or uh, the Giants have restructured this person to get $5 million savings. The Saints have restructured Kamara to get an $18 million in savings. It's like, what the fuck are you right. doing? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, he agreed to that. He agreed to push back contracts after his, like, he just got arrested. <laughs> like, like, oh no, yeah. keep that money this year. Screw you guys. Yeah. La- Lattimore has been given all of his money up front. That's $27 million off the cap. What? Yeah, that's it. That's it. They, there's a way to do it, and the Saints have done it the right way for 12 plus years. Um, I also added just a note um, Cowboys, the OT, is it Lyle Collins? I don't know how to. Yeah, Lyle pronounce. Collins. Yeah. Uh, permission to seek a trade um, just would be a little hit to the Cowboys O-line, but it's to free up some cap space. Again, these teams got to do it somehow. Um, Calvin it's Ridley, this is this is big. Uh, yeah, I kind of forgot about this. Suspended for the 2022 season at least. So he's suspended indefinitely. For sure, 2022, he could never play again. Um, this is comes off of what we, we all know. Gambling during the season. Which is a big no-no. I don't care what Typically you say about it. Upon. Yeah, yes. I don't know what is going on with him, but this is a weird track record. Like it's starting to, starting to feel a little Josh Gordon-esque because the whole "I'm going to not play football for mental reasons" and to follow that up a month later when you know you're mentally unstable to play football, you're going to start betting money. Granted, he said it was only fifteen hundred dollars. Which, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are yeah, you so doing? It's only 15, like at least bet 10k, right? Like, get, give me that 1500 bucks. That's what we do in a season, right? Honestly, <laughs> and, so, and, and that's a lot for us. That's five bucks for him, bro. You know, you're not <laughs> supposed to, like, what, yeah. what are yeah. where are we going with this? Right. Just I don't you... care about. Are you going does it, it just makes you wonder like it, okay we know about this one bet like how many bets do we not know about how many intermediaries was he betting through previously and is his mental health tied into some sort of much much darker thing where he's worried about his performance on the field because he owes some scary ass people a lot more than 1500 bucks like you never know how far this spirals. I mean, you look at the boxing mm-hmm. world where everything's fixed left and right, and you got guys like Marvin Hagler throwing fights to Tommy Hearns because he's got ninety million in debt to the Irish mob. Like, 
you got to think about some other stuff and you hate to, you hate to even consider it an option, but why is this guy betting 1500 bucks on a, on a, on a game where he makes, I don't know what he make this year, like 22 million bucks. Like, dude. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not was, sure what his contract He wasn't is. doing it for the money. Right. Like, it, it was it, because if he wanted money, he could have just said, I'll be back playing this week. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go make one game check. <laughs> or I'm yeah. going to bet 10,000 to get yeah. him. Like I'm not going to pay fit 1500 bucks and like four different kind of bets. Like, that's what, that's what so kind on, of is, that that's what I feel more concerned about is like how dumb do you have to be? Right. Oh yeah. I mean, do you the, have some the, sort of self-destructive tendency? I don't exactly. Know, but, you know, that's and you the gotta love the thing. um the Twitter thing is like I don't have a problem. I bet fifteen hundred bucks. Like, dude, it doesn't it doesn't matter how much you bet or or when or why you bet. I wasn't even on the field when I bet. Like, it just says in your contract probably everyone's contract you can't bet on the sport you, you play regardless if you're hurt that week you can't be all right i'm on the field right. I can bet. like like don't try to you, go around it like you I know mean, everyone you have a direct line to your whole team like like into most of the players in the nfl like you're in you're in communication with these guys so there's a reason you're not allowed to bet it's because you have an influence on the game that being said i've always said if you want to bet on your own team to win by all means help yourself but that's a very just slippery slope so i understand like you said if it's in your contract you agree to it you're paid handsomely adhere to your contract that you signed and got paid very very handsomely to follow and and it's all all sports fans know it it's not like he has never heard of pete rose like it's just it's just stupid yeah it's day one you you have this mlb player who should be in the hall of fame hands down but he bet yeah that's the other and, thing right like, he's already taken himself out of the hall of fame if he ever come back and killed it right so so I, and then there's a little note he was close to becoming an eagle i guess there was a lot of suitors there but um the falcons being stand-up team was like hey we're not going to trade him because we know like we're going to do you the favor yeah, the falcons and, choked it away again i know i'm like don't be stand-up guys like hey you know we'll we'll cut julio or we'll trade julio like just like just trade him Fuck the other team over. But um again, like <laughs> he's out for this whole year at least. By the time he comes back, if he plays in 2023, he's 29 years old. We can't forget how old Calvin really is. He's already 29 when, when he, he comes back. He came in the league old. Wicked like, at 24. Yeah. He was a Najee Harris well, kind of uh, and I'm over here, you know, offering Mersh and Chibs a second round pick for him, thinking, you know, okay, this I w- is I w- not gonna I be that long. For him they they shut me down. They said nope, no thanks. I was like, okay. I well. offered a second round pick for Calvin Ridley before the this all happened, and yep. they had declined it two days before that this whole thing happened. Ooh, I'm like, thank lucky. God that I didn't have that sitting out there. I didn't know that it was a full year suspension. I just heard he was getting suspended, so I, I texted. Yeah, I texted oh, Merch right away, and I went, at, "Hey, at regardless of the suspension, I'll give you a second round pick for Ridley right now." And he went, "No, no chance. I already have a second round offer." I was like, oh, "Okay." And then it came up that it's a full year, and I was like, "Oh, thank the Lord!" <laughs> oh, that would have sucked. Yeah. Um. I mean, if we can move on to a similar guy like Kelvin really, but somehow still in the league, Josh Gordon resigns with the the Chiefs. All right. I I don't know. I I, I don't get why he's still in the league, and you know, Diggs is going to draft him and yeah. redraft in the fifth round or something. Like he caught one ball like during his what six weeks with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm I'm out on Josh Gordon at this point from a fan. I've been aspect. out since 2013. It's been <laughs> yeah, yeah. nine I've, years. I have not had him on my team. Now. Yeah, he's not a guy I go after. Even if he has that one week, whoop de doo He's not going to do it consistently. He hasn't done it in KC. 
Casey has other options. I mean, he's not the guy. Don't even, don't even bother. Yeah. That being said, glad he's in the NFL. I'm glad he's staying straight and narrow. Good for him personally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, fantasy, it's, it's, whatever. True. Um, in a who gives a shit deal, uh, on Ahmed signs a one year deal to stay with Miami. Hey, it matters because yeah. it, con- okay. it, it convolutes that running back room even more. You've got Malcolm Brown still there. You've got it's Solid a whole Ahmed. new. It's a whole new coaching staff, though. Yes, nothing. Yeah. Nothing is going to repeat. This is this is one of those kinds of coaching changes where, you know, this team was fairly good. They yep. got rid of the head coach. It's going to be a head coach comes in and says, hey, guys, pick whatever number you want. I'm shuffling the depth chart. If you were third last year, you could be first this year. Everything Mm -hmm. changes. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like they at least have enough faith that they're keeping him on the team, which is good enough. He looked okay. He's nothing special, but whatever. I think that they're a prime candidate to draft a running back. And then that's probably your guy that you should be looking at the most. But We'll get there or sign a free agent running back or trade for Christian McCaffrey or whatever might happen. Oh, I'm but. sure they're going to go after some running backs, but don't you worry. Whoever they pick, stay away from Mark Walton. Let's it's fifth round Elijah Mitchell. I think Mark Walton's still in jail, actually. Nice. All right. Um, <laughs> I actually think he is too. Yeah. <laughs> Going on, Aaron Rodgers, uh, staying put in Green Bay. Love to see it. Four years. Didn't think it would happen, to be honest. Two hundred. I did. I mean, I was wishy washy. I, I mean, he got MVP the last two years on the team. His he was just so to whiny win. and like, like I know. But his best chance to win with Green Bay, and he knows if he goes to AFC, it's a you know, harder road to get to the championship. I gotta say, Green Bay's front office and coach kind of played it a lot better this year saying like, we're not going to hound you. We're going to try and keep you out of the spotlight and let you make the decision. Because if they had gone in and started saying what they did two years ago, being like Aaron Rodgers is a, is a fraud, like calling him out and everything like that. Like they did not like how he handled the off season, I think a year ago. Yeah. And they were very vocal and Rodgers was close to leaving. And this time I thought, it was either he was staying at least a year or retiring. I didn't think he was going to another team. Um, four years. It, it makes Green Bay look dumb country. for that Jordan Love pick. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, it's it's, like it's dumb, horrible. Dumb. Yeah. You could have used that first rounder on a defensive back, which is still a weakness on your team, a you linebacker, know. anything. Or you know, they would be player. under contract still. You know, for you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers said part of the contract has to be you apologizing for drafting Jordan Love. Right? Mm-hmm. Public apology. On your knee. <laughs> and that's it. Nothing more than me. Um so the, the, that's the big news now, I guess. Uh, Dows, do you want to go over the uh, franchise tag? Yeah, players? so these guys were designated franchise players with non-exclusive franchise tags. So not the conventional franchise tag that you are accustomed to. Um, and I didn't really know that all these guys had gotten tagged. That's why I threw them in here. Because if I didn't know it, a lot of people probably didn't know it. So Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki, and David Njoku all receive this non-exclusive franchise tag, which essentially allows them to go negotiate deals with other teams. And then their current team is either allowed to match it or refuse to match it. And if they refuse to match it, they're compensated with two first round picks. Hell yeah. Which is a big, uh, you know, for Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, I get it. For Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki, and David Njoku, I do not get it. So 
it probably plays into the, the negotiating process. Like teams aren't going to overextend themselves with what they're going to offer these guys, but maybe it gives you a shot at getting a Devonte Adams at less than the current franchise tag of what is it like 22 million, 25 million. So I like when franchise tags come out because it starts to give you an, a look of what leagues are paying and how much, what the average is for the top players at the position. And this is a pr- specific year that highlights how low tight ends get paid, because if these were the, the actual right numbers for teams to say, I think it's like 9 million or something like that, or maybe lower than that for the franchise tag for tight ends, the difference between what a tight end makes and a wide receiver makes is like $10 million in franchise tag. Yeah, so this is this is going to start tight ends getting more money and you're going to see it coming up with Kittle and Waller and um, uh, Andrews, you know, Kelsey should retire soon. So that's why I didn't include him, but. Yeah, um, nah, he's good. I think we're good. Oh, there, sorry. Um, but yeah, no, it's really just Devonta Adams is interesting to see what they keep, uh, keep him around, especially now that they have Aaron Rodgers under contract, Chris Godwin, who knows, they don't have a quarterback in Tampa Bay yet. So it's hard to say if it's even worth spending any money to keep him around or if they just sell it off. Dalton Schultz, I think ends up in Dallas. I think they'll do what it takes to keep him there. Kasicki probably stays in Miami because they don't really have another viable tight end option in Joku. Who knows? Who cares? I, I guess Austin Hooper is still there, whether he's good or not. I think Njoku's lucky to get this money, to be honest with you. Yeah. I was very surprised to see that. He, he was the first one, too. I'm like, I'm the first like player getting the tag. I'm like, so he's getting like 10-ish a year, and they were trying to work out a long-term deal with him. I'm like, this is the guy who wanted out t- two years ago, like big time. Oh, yeah. Well, Hooper sucks there now. So. Yeah. What a disaster. Uh, Craig, you want to go over um, the cuts? cuts? Sure. Um, so Carlos Hyde got cut by the Jaguars. Um, okay. They have Travis <laughs> Etienne coming in this year. So I would kind of, uh, I was kind of expecting that, but um, he'll land somewhere. Uh, Tariq Cohen released by the Bears. This is kind of a sad story. Uh, he has not returned to form since his ACL tear in 2020. So that's rough. His agent came out saying that he's trying to get ready for training camp. And if it's been two years and you're a shifty, small running back, I don't know. Your days are numbered. I wouldn't really consider him in fantasy football until I see, you know, a half a season under his belt doing well. Uh, Another cut, Blake Jarwin, um, you know, they need to uh, free up money for the Cowboys. And they already got their guy in Schultz, uh, who they franchise tag. Um, yeah, and then you have the right of refusal here uh, for the two first-round picks for Schultz. Uh, Darrington Evans was cut, which is actually pretty interesting because um, he was just like the one of the primary backups for um, Derrick Henry before they went out and got those the last two. Um, I'm blanking on the two backups names for Freeman Tennessee. Nichols. Yeah, McNichols and yeah, what was the other one? Deontay Foreman. Foreman. Um, oh, he's claimed by Chicago on waiver. <laughs> yeah, which I makes sense if you cut Tariq and you bring him in. It's, he's probably the most notable on this list of quote-unquote notables that I came up with. Yeah. 
I mean, he's a quicker guy, so yeah. maybe they wanted to replace him with Tariq Cohen, so that 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 could work. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton got cut. He was a good player for a little while in Denver. Devontae Booker, the backup for Saquon, got cut. Kyle Rudolph, the tight end for the Giants, got cut. Uh, and the notable defensive ones, Bobby Wagner, the Swags himself, he's got a big, uh, probably a big market. I mean, I know the Cowboys have already been interested, and I would say any team that likes linebackers or any fan that likes linebackers wants him. Yeah, uh, Landon Collins from Washington. Uh, he's kind of a slower, older safety now. I don't know if uh, is he older. Am I yeah, he he would that? not surprise me to be to be kind of on the way out of the NFL. I don't he's I don't know if he's super old. I'll get his age right now. Um, I think he's a little bit older, by thirty something. Uh, Trey Flowers, uh, defensive Ooh, end for Detroit. Oh, so Landon Collins is not that that old. Yeah, though. younger than I thought. Um, he you know what he might have been. He was he could have been part of a trade. Um. He was part of the Giants. We talked about them before. Yeah, he goes drafted by the, the Giants. Giants. So. Right. Yeah. I forget how he got over to Washington then. But anyway, Trey Flowers got cut. Defensive end Jordan Hicks. Um, Kyle Voynoy for the Patriots. I know Eddie Goldman uh, from uh, Chicago was also cut. Um, that was a big one. And then uh, Jack Doyle and Ali Marpet <laughs> retired. Um, so tight ends clear up finally yeah. a little bit, maybe in in uh, Indy. I missed the Jack oh, Doyle. They always had eighteen somewhere. Jack Doyle retired a few. I feel like fairly early. Yeah, yeah I, I must have. I think that, that was even the before the franchise tag happens. Like it was one of the the first, I guess, announcements. Yeah, and then Ali Marpet was a big one too. He's 28, uh, 20, going on twenty nine years old. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal, especially at O line where those guys play for. A lot longer than that usually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. So that, we probably missed some things, but been a lot to go over. A lot to go that over. Was, yes. That was pretty good. Pretty good recap. Hopefully, you guys uh, recap. Oh, recap. Yeah, recap them. Them boobies. Boobies. Huh. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get into the NFL combine results? Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. Everyone knows the NFL Combine happened uh, about a week ago. Um, there was some uh, risers, fallers, some disappointments. Um, not it didn't get a lot of uh, statistical numbers to to show up. Uh, some players skipped out on a lot of things. Um, the entire running back class skipped out on the cone and shuttle drill, so we'll have to wait for the pro days to see that stuff. Um, but we'll start with running backs. Um, notably fast time for Brees Hall with a 4.39 uh, for the 40-yard dash, which I feel like that's pretty good for any running back whatsoever, especially one that's 217 pounds. Um, Isaiah Spiller didn't run, but he's the other one that was one of the bigger running backs kind of that could do it all. Kenneth Walker ran a 4.38, which also I felt was surprising since I thought most of his stuff or most of his game was agility wise. Um, any other guys that you guys wanted to talk about for running backs? No, I just wanted to touch on um, Brees Hall. I mean, he, he comes and runs a, a sub four, four, like that's fantastic. And then doesn't hit the bench press. It's like, guy, I got to see you do both things. You can be as fast as lightning, but if your week is uh, a little baby, I, like it matters. So it's upsetting. Isaiah Spiller, same thing. Didn't do the bench press. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, it's unfortunate when they sit out on events that we as, as fans first, most, or first of all, and then as uh, when I call ourselves amateur scouts, as we scout for fantasy uh, purposes, like this stuff matters to, to us. Yep. Like not even, I don't care about the NFL teams like boohoo for them. You guys have, you can talk to their coaches. You can talk to their training staff, see what they can do. You know what they're, what they're capable of. We don't get access to that info. So we need you to do the combine so we can have a fun time watching it and then a fun time talking about it and blow things out of proportion. So absolutely, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's an annual or was an annual tradition to get hyped on these combine freaks that come in and just dominate. And, you know, maybe they're good in the NFL, maybe they're not, but something that we missed out on the last two years now. This is how DK Metcalf became DK Metcalf. Was the right. NFL Combine? It's yep. like, yeah, sure. We all saw the picture. Cool. But when that picture runs a four three, you go, oh, okay, we got yeah. something. And it, it troubles me. Like it, it troubles me a lot about these classes of of kids coming in. Maybe it's a lack of confidence in themselves because DK Metcalf went and said, "I am an elite wide receiver. Let me show you what I can do." And then he went out and dominated. And like. I feel like that mentality has maybe gone by the wayside and they're like, I know I'm safe. My agent told me I'm fine. My, my draft stocks protected. Um, you know, these other guys came in and didn't do a lot of the events and they still went high. I mean, Jamar chase skipped a lot of stuff, maybe the entire combine T Higgins didn't do stuff, still got drafted. Um, I don't mean to pick on the Bengals. I love both those guys too, but I'm just using them as an example. You don't have to do all of the events to get drafted high anymore before, you know, you'd have, uh, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper all over ESPN blasting you and saying, oh, if you don't run these events, you probably stink at them. And coaches took that to heart, and they, I guess maybe they don't so much anymore. Well, a lot of it was um, last year was all pro day, and a lot of numbers started popping off. And I think a lot of players are thinking I'd rather do the pro day. Well, this year you had noticed, or you should have noticed that I was doing the averages that there's a, there was the fastest 40 times for every single position group. And I think that something with what Indy did with the track or the, um, you know, stopwatch, whatever, they're getting better times. And I think they're trying to get players to come back to it and do it. Um, a handful of, you know, three wide receivers did bench. None of the running backs did Conan shuttle. That's, that's where, you know, things start to come into a clearer picture for what uh, an athlete is at the running back position. You know, a 40 is only going to tell so much. Um, you know, you can see broad jumps and, and, and vertical jumps and, and the sheets that we have that we're going to be having on the website, which is still good information. Um, like Brees Hall had a 40 vert. You know, that's still really good because the, the average of the position was 34 inches. He had at 40. That's really good. 126 inches in, in broad jump. That's really far for what the average of 120 is. So Brees Hall obviously showed that he was athletic. Um, one that really didn't was Kieran Williams, I believe. Is that what you said his pronunciation is? Uh, I could be was, wrong, but yes. <laughs> the Notre Dame running back ran a 465 32-inch vert and 116 broad jump which is bad like that yeah. talk about like having a bad day yeah. Um, yeah he wishes he didn't do the combine there are some that is exactly <laughs> like that um but that's that's the thing is if you're going to run and do the combine you 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 get ready for it you prepare for it two things 
you know, if you have a bad combine, and this is possibly why people aren't doing it, there's two reasons that there's a red flag. Either one, you're not as athletic as we thought you were, or two, you came in unprepared. And if you're going to come in unprepared for the combine, how are you going to treat practice and games? Right. So that's a very good point. Yeah. So that's it's tough. Um, but that's where the this is another you know test of you know if can you prepare and can you show up like it was very apparent that the wide receivers trained and showed up because you saw Chris Olave run a four three nine forty and he should have been in the four fives from what a lot of people thought a lot of people did not think that he was going to have a fast forty and he did um, so I'll jump over to wide receivers. Also- I just wanted to touch on Zamir White. He kind of okay. jumps off the page at you as well at a 4-4 and then a 128-inch uh, broad jump. His vert's a little underwhelming at 33 and a half, but at 6 feet 214, I'll take those measurables and say, hey, maybe he just took a bad jump. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. I mean, that's the average, though, he, for, for vertical for a running back. You got to think they're more stocky. Their legs yeah. are probably a little bit thicker than what all the other – uh, you know, I think the average between what a running back would do is 33 inches for a vert and a wide receiver is uh, 35. Yeah. So. I mean, you look at his teammate too, James Cook at Georgia. Yeah. Pretty similar. Like 4-4-2, four, four, 33, run right average, less of a broad 124. Yeah. I mean, and that's yeah. right on par for what, yeah. what all these athletes were. And as we know, Georgia's just a running back factory. So if that's what if they're pegging that consistently, that's pro caliber. We'll bench, well, you know, that's our benchmark for mm-hmm. decent pros. hundred you know, percent, or yeah. even high end pros. Georgia always has two. I mean, you got to look back at uh, who was it? Sony Michelle Sony and Nick and Chubb. Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, uh, they won the national championship, and the Georgia this year was no one was stopping them. Yeah. Yep. The other running back before I do jump into wide receiver, maybe it was a little premature that I wanted to go over was Damian Pierce, who was, you know, he's in the top 10 rankings for running backs. Um, he had a four, six 40, but he had 21 bench reps. So this is, looks like he could be a power back at five, 10 to 18, um, had okay stats throughout the year. Um, but he's, you know, he is projected to be one of the better, uh, prospects f- for this, for this draft. I do love the guys that don't do the 40. They're like, yeah, I'll top on the bench. And like Haskins, tw- Haskins. 27. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to run, but check me out. And then I get just as worried about them. I'm like, all right, this is just some huge beefcake that yeah, wants to throw 27 just, reps. He's and can't just move. a thick bench. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, he literally 27. Like, I, I know the type. I walk past these kids in the gym every day. <laughs> like, you yeah, couldn't run. Get him on a football field. Yeah, right. you're, you're not running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, Damian Pierce was the only one that did the bench we highlight, and right? 40, except for Snoop Connor, who Snoop did the 40 Connor? and the bench. I think yeah, Snoop he, Connor he walked did everything, the 40. Right? He walked the 40 at 4'6". Four, six. Four, six. <laughs> yeah. his, vert, his vert was below 30 inches. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, if it's you, tough oh, when it's you're really uh, 5'10", 222. Yeah. Yeah, but if you for, go back for to a point of reference, I'm 5'10", 225. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you go back to the bench, 30 out of the 36 running backs we have li- listed on our sheet did not bench. That's not just listed on our sheet. That's This is everyone that was invited to the combine. 
So only six did the bench. Six total and, running backs. I've never seen a, a less group of running backs do a bench. Like, well, the wide receiver one was more glaring. So there is uh, people that were there that were tweeting oh out God, videos. Three. All right, yeah. There's there's people there. tweeting uh, tweeting out videos of of all the wide receivers going, "Hi, my name's Jahan Dotson. I will not be doing the bench." Hi, my name's Alec Pierce. I will not be doing the bench. Hi, Bo <laughs> Melton will not be doing the bench. If they just one at a time would go up to the podium and say, I'm not doing the bench. And then and then they got to Justin Ross. And Justin Ross goes, Yes, I will be doing the bench. And everyone starts cheering. <laughs> he didn't even do that good. No, he didn't. <laughs> and he skipped the he didn't even run the 40. No. The only thing he did was the bench. And <laughs> he did not do that well. Well, he was so he was still uh, he's rehabbing from like right? a, yeah. a foot yeah. injury or something like that. But that 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 makes sense. But it's just funny to see it on paper. Like he did nothing but that, and he sucked at it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Craig, you can get over to the wide receivers. Yeah. So there, this is the draft. That I feel like wide receiver. This is where we need to look fantasy purpose wise because I feel like the wide receiver class is deep. There's no Jamar Chase. But there's a lot of, you know, fill-in wide receivers that will be on fantasy teams this year. A lot. I'm talking at least 10. And it starts off with Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave from Ohio State, where both of them ran 4.38 for Wilson, 4.39 for for Olave. Uh, Wilson did a little bit higher uh, invert, three inches higher at 36 or sorry, four inches higher, and, and Olave had 32 inches. Both had far broad jumps, 124 and 123. And then the shuttle was run by Garrett Wilson at 436, which is actually fairly average for what um, you would see for for shuttles for wide receivers. You know, when you, when you see a wide receiver that's below a four, that's phenomenal. And when you see a cone drill that's below a seven, that's phenomenal. Um, anything around that seven two mark is average, and anything in the uh, four three range is is average for for shuttle. So both of them tested pretty well. Um, I know Drake London was one a lot of people wanted to see, but he didn't do anything at the combine. Then that was not because of injury or anything like that. That was he just didn't do anything at the combine. What I'm very interested in is who is the quarterback at USC that had Drake London and Michael Pittman at 6'4", 220 a pop and couldn't crack into the freaking NFL. Like, I think I could throw them each 30 touchdowns in, uh, in, in college football. I don't know. Maybe it comes up next year. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're – who – yeah, that's it's a good point. Yeah, I <laughs> like, don't know his name. What a, what a freaking world where you have two 6'4", 220 wide receivers on either side of the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Other guys that helped their draft stock was uh, Christian Watson. Uh, he was a bigger guy. Uh, he did really well running uh, at 6'4", 208. He ran a 4.36. That's really That's freaking good. That's phenomenal. 38 ver- uh, vert and 136 broad. I mean, this is when you look at athletes on paper and for size, Christian Watson did himself a lot to. Quick to, question. Correct. Yeah. Um, why is there no stats? In the, did, did, did he skip last year? Um, 
Oh, I think I spelled his name wrong when I was doing the stats and I couldn't okay, pull it up and then right. I, moved, I moved on and didn't go back to it. <laughs> um, I will get them in, but yeah, I didn't get it. And I think the same thing with Dijean Dixon. And there was sometimes I was trying to go really fast. I individually put in all the stats. Yeah, you missed um, like one letter or space. Yeah, if I didn't yep. find it, I was going to go look at it in through Google, but I was going through college football reference to get all of them. Um, David Bell was a wide receiver that hurt himself at the at, uh, combine because he was supposed to be in the top eight for wide receivers. And he pushed himself out with a four, six, five, 40 at six, one to 12. Um, that's not good. He had a, he had a bad day. He ran a shuttle at four, five, seven, which is also really bad. And then an average cone of seven, 14, um, his vert and broad were also fairly at below average. Um, actually his broad was broad jump at 118 was a, a lot below average. Um, but I'll let you guys talk about the other ones. Hmm. Yeah, all I mean the other ones. Sean Mechie, all the other anybody ones. from Alabama. Yeah. Um to, yeah, uh, Alabama just, just creates awesome people besides Henry Ruggs. Yeah, and I know everybody was saying that uh did you say Traylon Burks already kind of hurt himself? With his I didn't last time. I didn't get there, but that's another one. Yeah, you can yeah, go over him. That was what I wanted to touch on. I mean, he was like coming in, I think he was one of the top maybe five picks they were saying, or even top three. And I think he's dropped himself maybe five to seven, seven to nine, just with his four, five, five, forty. Um, and he didn't do the bench, of course. But then a one twenty two broad jump is a I you said that's way below average for wide receivers, right? Uh, 124 is the average. Uh, it's not so way below, but 122 is not way below. No. Yeah. And he already had his pro day and he raised his, uh, pro day vert to 35 and a half. Okay. Um, so he's a little bit above average there, but, but with him, everyone thought he was going to be an athletic freak like DK. Yeah. So that's the problem with Traylon Burks was how bad he did because again what we were talking about with Kyron Williams was either he's not as athletic or he didn't prepare enough yeah and that could very well be it if you know he's like oh yeah I'm a freak I'm gonna kill it I've killed it my whole life I'm just gonna show up and, and crush it again like dude I don't know I've seen some of these guys train just for the combine and they're out of control like we're just running 40s bench press agility trails like if you're not doing that stuff and you're not familiar with it you're not going to show up and just dominate unless you are an absolute specimen but those are few and far between six two two twenty five. i wouldn't expect a little more well someone we didn't highlight i I talked about before we started the public kelvin austin third um helped his draft stock like completely four three two forty thirty thirty nine vert then damage vert what thirty five Yep. Broad of 135, cone of 6.65, and the shuttle of four. So that. Like, like, like he, he, the biggest thing is he's 5'8, 170. He, he's, he's tiny. Yeah. He's a Hunter Renfro. But yeah. So it's a, that's right, a great comparison. This right here, this guy, the 6.65 cone and 4.07 shuttle, that tells me he's a Rondale Moore, uh, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, like he is a slot and he is going to have a, a job in the NFL. And it's the same thing with the guy at the bottom of the list, Wandale Robinson. He didn't run the cone in the shuttle, but he's the same thing. He's five, eight, one seventy eight. You can see in drills, how shifty he is. Don't know why he didn't do the cone and shuttle because that was like, that's that would be his thing. 
Yeah. But you're right. Austin showing up at 432, which was the fastest 40 time for wide receivers. Huge. This is why you do the combine. Then he had the second highest bird, I guess. Third highest, but still, yeah, but the third end is great. But yeah, that's a guy that creates a hit. He'll have a job. Fantasy wise, it might not be ever, might not be for a couple of years to cut to Renfro. Um, I think it depends exactly what team he gets drafted by. Yeah. And then, um, see, we didn't go over George Pickens, who is someone that we wanted to uh, see. We didn't get to see much of him last year because he was hurt, but he ran a 447, which is a good showing. Um, the other stuff I'm really not going to get too far into, but seeing him run a 447 is good. Uh, Jahan Dotson had a fairly good day, 443. Uh, a lot of people actually thought he should have ran faster. Um, we'll see if he can up that at his pro day, 36 for 121 broad and 728 cone. All those were fairly average. Um, obviously, Jameson Williams and John Metchie didn't do anything because they're both recovering from ACL surgeries. And then Sky Moore was the talk of the combine. Um, I'm not sure if it was because of his name, but he ran a 441, um, had a faster than normal cone drill, average shuttle, average broad jump invert. But in the drills, he was someone that stood out. Uh, so that that guy could be, you know, someone that climbed up a lot of boards during during drills for the combat. Mm-hmm. Just would have loved to see him do the bench, go out and rock like 15 reps. And I'd be like, all right, he's like uh, an elite pick. First round. Yeah, I want to see. So if I can see a wide receiver run a 4-4 and then 20 bench reps. So yeah, right. Drafting that, you. Right, right in that range. That's what I need. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm going to quickly do quarterbacks and. I mean, there's no really we can do quarterback that, but... just quickly um, of the quarterbacks out there. Uh, the biggest talk of the day was Kenny Pickett's hand size. And you're just going to everyone's going to roast this kid. He has to throw. He has to throw with gloves on, not because he wants to, but because he has to. He had eight and a half inch hands. And they said that it once he takes a snap in the NFL, he'll be. Uh, have the smallest hands on record in the NFL, um, which is a big deal when you're talking about a quarterback that has to play in, you know, uh, tough conditions. If it's cold weather, they actually said he has, he, he had a like 30 something fumbles in his football career. That's not good, especially when you compare or know that his hand size is that small. Yeah. And 34 of those probably came from the snap directly. <laughs> yeah, pro- I mean, it's possible. That's so, our center. Probably got hit with like 30 of those fumbles just on the center. He's like, this dude, this guy has no hands. <laughs> um, when I was watching throws from Matt Corral, Coral, and then Sam Howell at the combine, I, I did get to watch all the quarterback and wide receivers, and, and they sucked. It was notably bad. Um, and you're throwing to no one that's covering you. So when I look at your stats and I and I see you know, 24 touchdowns and nine interceptions for, for a guy from UNC with not even that tough a competition. I write you off, Sam. Sorry. I just don't think you're that yeah. good. Matt Corral, right off the bat, you need a bigger gap and probably yeah. a super high completion percentage. Yeah. I mean, you could have a bad day, but you're not, nothing's, nothing is jumping out to me, even with Matt Corral, 20 touchdowns, five picks. Like, sure, you didn't throw that many picks, but you didn't throw that many touchdowns either. And you looked like shit in the, uh, uh, at the combine. So the big ones were Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, and Malik Willis. Malik Willis showed out. Um, he had a really big arm. There was the second group of wide receivers that had run at the combine were the ones that all ran below like sub four, four, you know, 
they were tossing it at one point as far as they possibly could. Malik Willis was one of them. Uh, Carson Strong was another one of them. Um, and they were making, you know, they're having a lot of fun out there. And he didn't run the 40, but he's that guy that's projected like Trey Lance, where he should have a fast 40 kind of running kind of guy. And then Desmond Ritter was a guy that actually showed uh, a lot uh, of speed that you didn't expect because he's supposed to be an accurate, like, like smart kind of quarterback and he he went out there and ran a four five two um so that's actually that's a big deal for for Ritter um and then you know Pickett ran a four seven three which is respectable um so that's the quarterback roundup. how did I not realize that Bailey Zappi threw 62 touchdowns <laughs> yeah so he's from western Kentucky yeah that's how that's why <laughs> uh he's doing 11 I believe he's in either the conference USA or Sun Belt, maybe I'm not sure but it's yeah no no no, no. yeah no, almost 6,000 yards almost a 70 percent completion and 62 touchdowns you know when you play picks. college football uh NCAA college football and you go and you play all those FCS schools yeah yeah that's what Bailey Zappi <laughs> was playing <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah, don't let, don't let those stats fool you guys. And, so I guess uh, that's the rookies. Yeah, that's really I, I all the reasons. No tight ends to talk about. Yeah, tight ends for now. I mean, it's not. That's, oh, oh yeah. To round up tight ends, there's no good one. Every single one of them. I wrote down in my notes: tight ends this year suck. And don't get tricked by the, where they land. Just do not get tricked by it. I don't care where they land. Yeah. Don't draft them. It takes I was, t- I was big on years, uh, anyways. I was big on Jalen Weidermeyer, and then he didn't even do anything at the at the. Combine. Combine. So cool. We don't know anything about him. Great. He Especially a, a tight end too, where it's like it, it's it, it's a bad year for it's like compete. Like right. do the combine, help or your try to, draft stock. Yeah. Probably won't hurt if you more, yeah, have secure some yeah, more if, money. If you have an average combine, it's not gonna hurt your your draft stock. I don't know. Yeah. Um and then we'll do this last section real quick. I don't know how much time we've gone, but it's gonna go over an hour for sure. A lot of news, but just a little QB carousel in NFL. Pretty much I picked um, a few teams that at this point either don't have a quarterback or have a quarterback that I don't think is going to be their quarterback starting day one. Um, And I'll go right right into it. We have the Panthers, the Lions, who have Jared Goff as of now, the Colts, who've moved on from Wentz, Saints have Taysom Hill. That's about it. Ian Book, but it doesn't really count. Steelers, Big Ben retired. Bucks, of course, Brady retired. And Seahawks, who have Drew Locke, but can still definitely become a Watson favorite. So um, I just want to kind of start with, let's start with Deshaun Watson. So I got a list of free agency and, and other players that are quarterbacks that are out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Garter Minshew. And possible cut traded players are Jimmy Garoppolo, Jordan Love, and of course Deshaun Watson. So what I want to do is take these free agents and trade candidates and place them on the teams that I just said. So I think we should start with Deshaun Watson. I think that's the clear next player movement in the NFL. Yeah. I think, like Craig said before, no one's signing or trading for a quarterback until after Watson is traded. Yeah, and if it's my guess, if I if I you know if I was a betting man, I'm gonna guess that Deshaun Watson ends up on the Seahawks. That seemed to be gaining the most steam. They have the pick and the draft capital to make it happen. 
Um, if not, I would think that the Steelers are the next guys up and then maybe the Colts in that order. Um, but I think I'm going to stick with Watson ends up on the Seahawks as my, as my guess, and then use that to shape the rest of, of the teams. Yeah. So I, as I said earlier in this, I'm now convinced he's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers that connection with Brian Flores, the whole attitude that the ownership and Mike Tomlin have always had with some troubled players, they can keep him under control, whether he is a head case or not, or whether he had, you know, unlucky situation or if he, you know, can't control himself. Like I think that's a good fit for him in Pittsburgh. And I think they, they know that they have the team that, you know, if, if they have that quarterback that they can run with and, you know, have him come in that that team's back in the AFC playoff picture. And I, and I'm, I'm sold in on Pittsburgh. I do agree with you with Seattle, but I think that they're, they need to rebuild. If honestly, in my personal opinion, I think they need to move on from beat Carroll, but um, Indy was another one that I was thinking about, of, but I, I'm convinced that it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I was going to start with the Panthers because that was also a team last year that was in on him, but I mean, I think to uh, for them to trade for him, they have to trade away CMC. And at that point, why go there if you don't have a running game besides Juba Hubbard and the talks that Rob Anderson's on the move? Like, he's going to go there and just have DJ Moore. Or he can go to the Steelers and have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and whoever else they draft or sign because they draft talent no matter what. And you said it too. I think that's what people kind of forget, like with this, the Mike Tomlin, like, these players want to go to a team that is has a great coach, great organization. Like instead of going to the Panthers, where it's like who the fuck knows what they're going to do year year out. I mean, um, Christ. And the Seahawks, I, I I have heard that's a big like team too. But like Craig said, like you got to rebuild at some point, and now's the time. Like don't think, all right, we'll try for two more years, and like just just do it now. You know what? I'm gonna go Steelers. Yeah, I mean the Steelers. If you if you stack them up against the Seahawks from Deshaun Watson's perspective, you go better O line, even though not neither are great, but better O line, comparable receivers, and Pittsburgh has a way better defense. So if you're talking about championships, probably your better bet and a way better running back. I shouldn't leave that out. I mean, I mean, who knows you, what you the do have back to situation both. is even in Seattle. Both are good organizations, and that was one thing that Deshaun Watson spoke out about was that he wanted to play for a better organization. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think know those two are. With, with the release of Bobby Wagner, I don't know what that defense looks like moving forward, and I think Deshaun Watson's like, hey, I've played for the Texans with bad defenses for a long time. Um, I'm sick of shootouts. I'd love to play with a lead for a change. The Steelers do probably give him a better chance to do that. So let's pencil him in for the Steelers. Yeah, so I yeah. also think like the Bobby Wagner the cut the release of him was like, all right, that's are they in full tank mode? Because that cut of that cut of player is like, all right, you're that's a big deal. It's a big deal. So they're like, you don't cut him to free caps cat. Like to get Deshaun, you, you you find a way to keep Wagner to get Deshaun with the the picks you just got from Denver. I don't yeah. know. It just doesn't make sense to me. So uh, yeah, I'll right now I put Deshaun Watson taking over for the Mason Rudolph. That is a good question, though, about the picks that Seattle has, like for Houston's perspective. Like, yeah, you can bring in two first rounders, multiple first rounders. I don't know what the Steelers have on deck to ship. Right, I don't think they have two first rounders this year. Um, 
and they only have 24 million in cap. So they're close, but they have to make some more moves to fit, to fit Deshaun. Not that yep. they wouldn't, but and did, I think, Deshaun I think has a any no team trace class too. Whatever it takes. Yeah, Deshaun chooses where to go, where he wants to go, and it, it, if he wants to go to Steelers, they're going to make it work because it's better to get something instead of nothing. Yeah, I guess um, Philly right. and um, San Fran said that they publicly said they were out. It's like, hey guys, nobody cares about you. Shut up. Enjoy Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the Steelers have their quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Do you guys want to go by player or by team now? Let's go player. Okay. So I think the next player up. I'd say the one that we know would be James. Oh, I was going to say Jimmy. Because, I was going to say Jimmy. You know, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Let's do Jimmy. Yeah. I was looking at free agents. I just don't think Jimmy sticks in San Fran. Yeah. He's so not going to. Yeah. It's a 95% he's the best, chance. Next best one. Gone. Yeah. So we've heard talks. I'll, I'll start with it. Um, is gonna be my pick is the Colts just because this the day that Wentz got traded, everyone's yep, Garoppolo is linked to, to, to the Colts, he's gonna replace Wentz. Um, that's just my take on it. Other teams he could go to is pretty much any of any of these teams, and he's an upgrade, like he can go to the Bucks and be an upgrade. Still not great for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there, it kind of sucks. Um, because he doesn't have that Debo kind of player there, but. I'll, I'll give it to you guys, Dallas, if you want to go first. Yeah, I, I just – I I would like the Bucks as a fit for Jimmy. I think the storyline writes itself, too, with the, the new – you know, the old heir to Brady becomes the new heir to Brady, but teams aren't doing stuff for storylines. Um, they don't have the running game that Jimmy G needs to be successful in the NFL. The Colts do. I'm 100% in on the Colts. I was also in on Jimmy to the Steelers, but we took them out because they got Deshaun Watson. But hypothetically, if they didn't, same thing. A team that can run the ball – that adds Jimmy G has a chance to succeed. Um, a team that doesn't like the Bucks, there. That's not that they can't run the ball, but that's not the strength of their offense. Flip side, the Colts play off of the run, and then he can you know occasionally hit Michael Pittman, T. Y. Hilton if he still ends up playing football. Um, whoever else he ends is, up being there. actually, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm 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 cool with Jimmy to the Colts. I think it's a good fit, and they have the cap to do it with with uh, removing Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, so this is a player that um, is the next best one, I feel, in, in my opinion. I mean, there's definitely Indianapolis Colts know that they need to win now. Um, that's what they have. That's what their team is designed to do. I mean, if you don't trade Carson, now granted, they didn't like Wentz, you know, for whatever reason, they, you know, needed to move on from him and couldn't find it to bring him back. But they, they're not going to move on from him if they don't think that there's something else out there that they're going to be able to get. Um, whether it's the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, which I feel like is the best, best next best thing. Um, there's one other team that's been clearly out from the beginning to try and go after quarterbacks via trade and obviously has been in Deshaun Watson. That's the Carolina Panthers. And I think that that would make a lot of sense because the San Francisco 49ers are just going to obviously try and get whatever they can for Garoppolo. They have their future quarterback. They don't need one in return. Um, so I think it's between those two teams. And I think at the end of the day, the Colts get it done because they know that they need to win now. All right. Garoppolo's added to the Colts. So now the Steelers have Deshaun and the Colts have Garoppolo. Now we have the Seahawks, Panthers, Lions, Saints, and Bucks left. And with that, I think, in my mind, I think Jameis is the next one to talk about. 
Yeah, and I and I would link Jameis to the Saints again, um, just for being a known quantity, familiarity with the offense. He played well, oh, not well, but he played f- well enough to deserve another shot. And they know Taysom Hill is not the guy. I think that's the biggest point here is they're not rolling with Taysom Hill or Ian Book for that matter. Um, if for some reason Jameis couldn't make it work with the Saints or maybe they can't pay him what he wants to get paid. I know he only made five and a half mil last year. Um, I don't know where else I could see him going. I could see him going to the Panthers. I could see him going. I don't think he goes back to the Bucks. I Maybe he does a little reunion with Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot of possibilities for Jameis Winston. Um, I don't have him as the next best uh, quarterback on this list uh, for this offseason. However, I see him a Seahawk. I see him fitting well with what offense they'll run with Lockett and Metcalf and a power run scheme. I think that's just the best for him. Whether the Seahawks go for it, I'm not sure. Um, but the Panthers are obviously the next one that I think are, are, are at a big quarterback thing. I say I, I kind of like him staying with the Saints because I don't think anything really, unless he gets an offer from the Seahawks, I don't yeah. I don't see him leaving the Saints. The Seahawks with a DK Metcalf, go and get it. I'll just get the ball close to you kind of guy. That's probably perfect for Jameis. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the Seahawks are going to do. And but the Saints really don't have that guy. I think everybody expects Michael Thomas to leave as well. So there could be. Here's the thing that I was running through my head is that I think Jameis actually is going to want money, and I don't think the Saints can offer it to him. And the Saints know that their offense is going to roll a certain direction, and they might bring Teddy Bridgewater back because he's not going to command a lot of money. So I think that that's possible. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, he's not I, I like that connection much at all. Yeah. For know. fun, do you guys want to do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so put works. put Teddy t- back with the Saints for a cheap one year, five million buck. Yeah. He probably and then more, and then Jameis to that. Seattle. That could revive a lot for Seattle. So Jameis to Seattle. Yeah. And then Teddy, the Saints. All right. All right. So now we have Jameis on Seattle, Garoppolo, Colts, Bridgewater back to the Saints on a cheap deal, fired out with Taysom Hill and Deshaun Watson with the Steelers. Um, yeah. Who's your um, Who's your next QB that on the list, Greg? That you were Mitchell Trubisky. Same I think Trubis- I think Trubisky is commanding a lot. And I think a lot of teams are interested in him right now. Um, New style with Carolina Panthers. And one team that I've been really thinking that he's going to go to is the Giants because of the connection with Dayball. Um, I heard that he impressed him a lot. I, you know, we would, you'd have to project a Daniel Jones trade too. Um, But I, my opinion, Trubisky is going to the most quarterback needy team, which is, the Carolina Panthers or the Giants. 
And I could see a situation where Daniel Jones is on the Panthers and Trubisky's for the Giants. I can see Trubisky for the Panthers and Jones staying with the Giants. So Yeah, I, I completely agree. I was just going to say Trubisky to the Panthers. Um, but then your Giants point is actually... I've heard that yeah, very well. So. Do you put Trubisky on the Panthers? Because if either which way, it, it would just switch? Yeah. Right. That's what I would okay. do. That that makes us not have to do a ton of trades to make this list happen. Yeah, so we got Trubisky on the Panthers, and there could be a sign and trade, or, or a Giants could sign Trubisky and trade Daniel Jones to fight out with Sam Darnold to the Panthers. But let's put Mitch there for now. Um, the next player, I don't know, between Jordan Love, I want to put it there, but probably Marcus Mariota. I would agree. Um. So now I don't we have, think Marcus Mariota ends up on a team. I, th- I think he's either a backup somewhere. He's certainly not a starter. I mean, we, I we, think I think that in this market, it's possible have, that Mariota we, is a starter. We have Detroit <laughs> left and the Bucks left. So let's, in my let's opinion, eliminate Detroit because they're not getting rid of Jared Goff. I agree. In my opinion, yeah. I think they're sticking with Jared Goff. They because might bring of, in I a backup I, like Mariota. I think that makes perfect maybe. sense. I think. I think Mariota has just proved too much the last couple of years as a backup that he is still a starting quarterback in this league. Not not top ten, not top fifteen, not top twenty, but he's it's just top like, thirty-two. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've seen these like <laughs> we've seen these flashes from him that certainly don't like preclude him from being a starting quarterback for a team in the right situation. But he's not the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. nor the Detroit Lions. Like, they don't play the style of football that he's going to yep. succeed with. I think he just – he fits somewhere as that gadget type, and I think he'll take that role again and then hope that he can play himself into a starting role, and I think he'll fail to do it again because he couldn't so, take over Derek Carr. In this situation, I agree wholeheartedly what you're saying. So, if my, if Mariota – or if, if the Giants don't go after Trubisky, I can see them going after Mariota as a backup. And that's, that's where he also can been. flip Daniel Jones. Yep. I agree. So, right now, do we just keep him as is since we don't think he's going to no, be put him, put him with the Giants. Not going to be the starter, but put him there. Have a quarterback battle. All right. So, battle that with Daniel Jones, I, I can see it happening. Um and then, so, so D- Detroit, I think we should leave blank because I think we think Jared Goff is just going right. to be started there for at least one more year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, with a $31 million cap hit, he has to be the starter there, at least yeah. for the beginning. Maybe they draft a guy, but like we just talked about, none of the rookie prospects are day one NFL starter caliber. Mm-hmm. So maybe they sit and learn under him for a while. I don't think they learn much from Jared Goff, but maybe they learn from the coaching staff. Yep. Um, so we have the Bucks left. And the quarterbacks left on the market are Orion Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Gardner Minshew, Jordan Love. I'm going to exclude Cam Newton from this list. I don't think he's going to be a hot commodity by any means. No. Yeah. And something fun I would just love to throw out there is the Bucks are like, shit, right? we got side no one. Bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, 100%. And, 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 and back up Gardner Minshew with them. Yeah. <laughs> put, and if he ever put goes down. Both of them on the team. And you, trade for like you got the get them beard all. and the mustache. Like, how fun would that be? Like, it's probably not gonna happen because they, they still have trash I mean, there. I know it makes a good amount of sense though for either one of them. So Fitzpatrick has played there first of all, he's familiar with some of these guys and is still a serviceable NFL quarterback. At his age, I don't know that he gets a contract from anybody. 
Gardner Minshew too. Yeah, Gardner Minshew has played good football. When he, yeah. he's and he's done it with nothing around him. I mean, the Jags have not been a good team as long as he's been the quarterback. Who, where, where did he play last year? Did he play for Minnesota Philly. or something? No, the, Philly. Yeah. And the game he played, he he fucking crushed it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you put this guy on a team with the weapons of the Bucks, and I don't hate anything that he's done. And he'll probably play for next to nothing. So certainly a good option that doesn't require you to trade for Jordan Love, because as much as He's probably available with the re-signing of Aaron Rodgers. He's still their backup. He still knows their system. He looked like shit the five seconds he was on the field, which is probably why Green Bay signed Rodgers again. But at the end of the day, you're not trading away a guy that you're paying next to nothing to be I – mean, I mean, for for what, another backup that doesn't know your system? I, I don't yeah. know. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to move Jordan Love to me. So I agree to those two guys. I, at any point, Aaron Rodgers could retire. Yeah. Four-year contract doesn't mean it's four years. Right. So if it's yeah, Gardner so Minshew versus Fitzmagic, it's probably put, Gardner. Put both Fitz and Minshew on that team. <laughs> yeah. Do it. I want put to. both of them there. I did. All right. So we, <laughs> we have Fitzpatrick and Gardner Minshew. Um, Battling it out. Battling it out. J- just could retire. If, if that's the case, Gardner Minshew. Like, you want someone on the team that it's all right. They're probably not going to win Super Bowl because they don't have Tom Brady. Make it fun for us. Make it fun for Mike Evans, make it fun for Chris Godwin, like make it fun for fantasy because yeah. you got Fitzpatrick on the team. Aaron's like, all right, just toss the ball like Jameis did, but be a little more accurate. And like we've seen what Fitzpatrick has done the last four years when he plays with his receivers. They're unreal. Yeah. Devontae either Parker either with, one of those guys oh. are just as good as Jameis Winston at being a quarterback in the NFL. Right. I mean, just they have tons of upside if they could, if Fitzmagic could stay healthy or if Gardner Minshew could also stay healthy, but if he could have some talent around him, I'd love to, I'd love to see that. I would watch the crap out of that. I think poor I Cam think Newton. practice was fun. No, fuck yeah. Cam Newton. Mm. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. He he's done or, or he'll Cam be is done. go Cam to the Panthers and say, I'm back. Yeah. Cam could be a backup somewhere probably, but I don't see him as a, he's, su- as he's a such a weird backup, being a backup though. Yeah. Like yeah. what, you you had to be like, all right, Philly with J- Jalen Hurts, but still like, I don't, I just do don't think he he fills the role of a backup. Like, no personality wise, like he's Carmelo Anthony of the NFL. That's a perfect example. He's Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he's too much of a draw to be a, a role player on a team or just there to and help out. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him with the Bears, and <laughs> if he was there to coach up Justin Fields, maybe. But he's not gonna try to coach him. He's gonna try to take the starting job. It's. Mm-hmm this competitive nature. I, I don't hold it against them, but I just think it, it's going to drive them out of the NFL. Yep. All right. So the, there you have it. The giants get Marcus Mariota. Seattle gets Jameis Winston. Carolina gets Mitch Trubisky. Detroit. They stay with Jared Goff. Colts get Jimmy Garoppolo. Saints get Teddy Bridgewater back. Pittsburgh gets Deshaun Watson and Tampa has a fun season with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Gardner Minshew. And to note, if this is no, this is for starters next year because, like we said, rookies are not available. But teams, mm-hmm. Jared Goff, the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions are, are drafting a quarterback, some they're point, second round, yes. whatever. They're they're getting one. Um, Seattle, maybe they'll do a Malik Willis situation. Yeah, um, they don't get they James just Clint. get the ninth pick. Yeah, so that could be the same thing. Um, and then you know the Giants are another one that that have a bunch of top picks that could go after a quarterback. Yep. 
yeah, that 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 was a fun little uh, exercise there. Yeah, I like that. But um, yeah, free agency starts what Monday? Oh yeah. Oh, so not even that free agency. Then Deshaun Watson superstays like teams are gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna wait, or if you wait for too long, you could fuck yourself for the whole year. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a crazy week, and I can't wait for it. I'm very excited. Very very excited. And we didn't even talk about wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, because we would have had a three-hour long podcast. Yeah, we will. But, we'll um, oh, next week, we'll have a <laughs> recap. Like, I mean, day one and two is going to be massive. Yeah, it was huge last year. Um, but check out the site. I, I got the article up again this year. Same faces, new places. I already have five different people on different teams, and frequency hasn't even started yet. No. Like, we, we've had massive trades so far. Like, this doesn't happen. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm busy now doing it. Wait till day one and day two of free Like it's gonna be all day affair. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. Keep up with that article. We'll get the rookies stuff up soon. I know we wish people did a lot more at the combine and get a better score. Unfortunately, we did not see that. We'll wait for pro days, like Craig said. Get a lot more data there. But uh, yeah, Craig, I'll let you take us out with the uh, little outro. Sure. Sure. Thank you for listening, everyone. That was that was a little bit of a long one, so I appreciate it if you've made it to this point. Um, we've definitely missed it. We've took some time off. Um, a lot going on now. No, now there's no days off. There's no more vacation for us. We're moving forward. So, uh, topshelffantasy.com for all this information, everything that we've talked about will be put up there. Uh, we'll start getting back on the Twitter machines, Instagram, showing those pictures and stuff uh, at uh, topshelffmtsy. Thank you very much. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Yeah.